VoiceTube Studio presents a refreshing, fun, and informative podcast. Come with us to learn English and explore culture. Join Steve and Winnie on Ride the Vibes. Hey, everybody! Welcome back to Ride the Vibes. This is your host Steve. This is your host Winnie. All right, today we're talking about. Maybe my favorite holiday in Taiwan.、Mm, why is it your favorite holiday? You know, I don't really have a good answer for this, to be honest with you.、Um, let me just start off by saying I haven't gotten to participate actively in most of the holidays.、Mm-hmm. Like Chinese New Year, I've like shot off fireworks, but I've never really had like a true Taiwanese or Chinese experience.、Mm-hmm. Um, when I came to Taiwan, I looked at the list of holidays and I was like, "Oh, Dragon Boat sounds really cool. That、mm-hmm. sounds like a really cool holiday."、Mm-hmm. And so I don't know. I always thought it was really cool, like the look of the dragon boats,、um, the idea of like dragon boat races. It just sounds awesome. It is pretty awesome, but I don't. I, I am more of a like eating part here. I really, really <laughs> like the rice dumplings. But the thing is, I have to say, Dragon Boat is not everything about this holiday. This holiday is to remember a poet called Chu Yuan. Yeah, I've learned this history actually when I was a teacher.、Um, this is kind of funny actually. They gave me this lesson. They're like, "Okay, we want you to teach the students about Dragon Boat Festival."、Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Wait, what? You want the American to teach the Taiwanese students about Dragon Boat Festival?" <laughs> This seems kind of backwards, doesn't it? And actually, it worked out because the students actually taught me about it. As I went through this textbook, which was very basic, the students were like, "No, no, no, teacher, this is actually what happened." And they gave me like the whole history of Dragon Boat. Yeah, because it's it's like a folklore. It's a story that people tell in school, or、uh, stories that your grandma would tell you. But I actually think that this festival should be called Chuyuan Festival because he's kind of <laughs> the person who invented. <laughs> it sounds like you really like Chuyuan. Well, I like Chuyuan's story. I, I really liked the story when I was in elementary school, and also I really really like the、um, the rice dumplings. So、uh, this week for Taiwan, it's the long holiday for Dragon Boat Festival.、Uh, are you doing anything? Special, Steve. Maybe go watch some dragon boat racing. Oh, this is such a sad story.、Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's your sad story?、Um, I was supposed to go on a hike、um, with my friend. His final top 100 hike. He's going to finish all of the top 100 mountains in Taiwan, the、mm-hmm. Baiye. But I can't go because my finances are not so good. I、Aww. had to. I dropped my phone in the water last month, and I had to get a new phone.、Um, I had to get a little tooth fixed, so I had a dental problem. I had to get fixed,、mm-hmm. and then I had to buy a new pair of glasses. So, point in case, I don't know what I'm doing for Dragon Boat yet, but. Probably not going to be as exciting as your dragon boat. No, let me tell you, you can enjoy Dragon Boat Festival without spending any money by going to Bitan. All right, it's in Xingdian. So Bitan every year they have、uh, dragon boat racing, and、um, if you go there early in the morning, which I don't know why you would do that, but if you go there early in the morning, you can see a lot of different teams just practicing. You can probably see some now. And、uh, a couple of years ago, I was invited to do a dragon boat racing, but their practice out. Hours were too early, so I denied it. But I kind of regret not not joining them. All right, so our, this is the first episode of our discount holiday <laughs> series. If you're broke and you have no money, we'll teach you how to experience and love the holiday. Yeah, just go to Bitan. If you live in Taipei, Taiwan,、uh, feel free to go to Xingdian. There's definitely a, a lot of more places where they have dragon boat racing. But if you come to Bitan, they actually also have a hiking trail, which I really recommend. Yeah, I've done that one actually. It's very short, but it is very nice.、Maybe、I've actually forty minutes. I think never done that one. So. <laughs> 
All right, our next series, recommending you hikes that we've never done. <laughs> <laughs> but thank God you've tried it. I have. It's very easy. It's very family-friendly. So if you have little kids or mm-hmm. someone that doesn't really like hiking, it's a very relaxing maybe hour or so of your life. So another reason to go to Bhutan. But quickly, I think, what is the story of Chu Yuan? Could you give us like a quick version of what happened with this guy? He okay. was a Chinese poet thousands mm-hmm. of years ago. Very, very quick version, because when I heard the story was me when I was like five years old. So a long, long time ago, there was a king who was, well, an emperor in this case, who was irresponsible. And Chu Yuan, he really, really cares about the country. And he's been telling the the emperor, you know what, you got to You got to man up. You got to care about the country a little bit more. And then the, the emperor doesn't listen. So he got so mad and he kind of jumped into a river and killed himself. Yeah. So and, he exiled Chu you in, right? Mm-hmm. To exile means to basically kick out of your country mm-hmm. or say you're not welcome here, you need to leave. Yeah, so Chu Yuan gets exiled, then he kills himself in the river. And then the emperor finally finally realizes that, oh no, what have I done? So he sent people out there looking for Chu Yuan. And then this magical thing that they throw in the water. Which is rice, is rice. it? Rice. <laughs> yeah, it's rice. I'm just, I'm, I, I want magical you to be rice. a part of the story. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So magic rice that they throw in the water to feed the fish so that they don't eat Chu Yuan's body. So then he, he well, eventually I remember they found him. And then um, in the story here, people row the dragon boat to find Chu Yuan. But actually in ancient times for the tribes and people who live near the water, they would um, they would do sacrifices for, for the gods. And um, on the boat or on the altars, they would have patterns of mythical creatures. So this is also related. And what is what is a mythical creature? That might be a little bit hard. What is that in Chinese? Mythical creature, no, just shen,神话故事中会出现的一些神兽之类的. Yeah, it's a little bit too hard for my Chinese right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, uh, you know, creature. if you look at Harry Potter, the Fantastic Beasts, they can also be called mythical creatures. So I have a really honest question for you. Mm-hmm. Why is the boat a dragon boat? Why isn't it like an elephant boat or like a dog boat or something? Mm, well, dragons and phoenixes, they actually have a very, very deep meaning in um, Chinese culture. Um, if you look at emperor's clothes, it's always going to be gold, uh, always going to be a golden color, and there's always going to be a dragon there. Divinity. A divinity. Like of the gods, basically. Yep. Yes. Okay. I mean, it looks really cool. And I know Mm -hmm. the dragons are very, very important in Chinese culture. Mm -hmm. Um, So you said you actually wanted to try a dragon boat. So you've never actually rode a dragon boat? I've never, but I've seen a a couple dragon boat races and I really, really liked it. Okay. Actually, I took a class maybe, I don't know, two or three years ago. Mm -hmm. I want to say it was 2017. But um, there was a 30-minute free dragon boat practice class where Mm -hmm. you could just hop in the dragon boat with a bunch of random people and they they taught you how to row together. Mm -hmm. Of course, you're absolutely terrible because everyone's pretty much everyone's first time Mm -hmm. in a dragon boat. But it was fun. And you learn. I learned this already because. I've been in a canoe, which mm-hmm. is a really small wooden boat. Mm-hmm. Rowing is really, really difficult. Like, it takes some serious arm and back strength yeah. to row. It's and, just... and you know, for me, when I was in the Philippines last year, I tried to I tried to row that canoe, and I've been, like, spinning in circles. <laughs> uh, it's not a very easy thing. And for Dragon Boat, there's also, there's, like, people on that boat, there are people doing different things. So there are people who row the boat, and there's people who uh, bang the drums um, to kind of... Uh, 
keep time, right? Keep time and also keep that spirit up. And then there's going to be a person in the front grabbing a flag. What does the flag do? Well, if you grab the flag, you win. <laughs> so that's oh. like the most important thing. See, I thought it was like a race. So they go in the water and they cross the finish line like a normal race. But you have to grab a flag. You have to grab that flag. That means you won. Uh, okay. This shows you how many dragon boat races I've actually watched. <laughs> well, if I were in a dragon boat race, I would probably be the person getting that flag. Like, I would be so good at that. <laughs> I don't even need practice. I I'm, know I'm good at I'm that. I'm going to sit on the boat while you guys do the hard work. I'm probably going to take a nap, but when you get to the flag, just wake me up and I'll grab it. Well, you can be the drummer, <laughs> but hey, you got to know the boat is really, really long, but it happens very, very shortly. Like, just um, maybe 10 seconds. Is it really that short? But like, it happens very fast because it's incredible just how fast they can row. Wait, one dragon boat race is 10 seconds? Well, not 10 seconds, but just <laughs> not that long. <laughs> yeah, that's actually a good question. I was kind of wondering like, like, how long a dragon boat well, race Well, less is. than a minute, I would say, because Holy cow. they have to row super duper fast, right? And they want to get the flags. I see. You know what's actually really cool about this, though? Mm-hmm. Of all the Chinese holidays that I've found over here, this actually might be the one that's spread uh, the fastest throughout the whole world because dragon boat races are actually held in, like, Almost every country mm-hmm. or every like kind of a first world country. You know, Canada has dragon boat races. France has dragon boat races. The U.S. has dragon boat races. A lot of the Western countries and I think other Asian countries as well, mm-hmm. they all have their own dragon boat races. It's actually like a global thing. Mm, it's a sport that everybody would enjoy, even though you just like spin in circles like like I do. It's definitely, um, yeah, if you if you go to Canada, definitely there's a lot of um, Asian communities over there that they do the Dragon Boat Festival thingy. But in I know in universities in uh, Britain, they do that too. Yeah, it's like it's actually you don't even need to be like of Asian community. It's mm-hmm. actually something that just I think people like it. It's kind of like a cool sport. It has mm-hmm. its origins in Chinese culture, but, I mean, it's spread to the whole world. I think that's kind of a cool win for, you know, Chinese holidays because, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. I don't think, like, Moon Festival or even Chinese New Year is really global unless mm-hmm. you're of Asian descent. Yeah, that's definitely true. But I really enjoy Dragon Boat Festival. But, you know, we, we, we got to talk about my favorite part, the rice dumplings. Zongzi. Zongzi. Um, have you ever made zongzi by yourself? No. <laughs> <laughs> no? I don't even know how. Well, it's pretty complicated. Um, so my grandma and my uh, uncle, they make their own zongzi. And every year when they're preparing for zongzi, it's a very, very, it's, it's, it requires a lot of stuff, right? So you got different fillings, you got different ingredients, you got your egg yolks, and you got your rice, and then you got your bamboo leaves. It's a, it's a big process. But I always enjoy watching my grandma do it because it's really fun. And it's kind of like a tradition um, that she's passing on, even though I don't know how to make it. <laughs> so you tried to make it? I tried, I tried. And in elementary schools, um, they would actually have events uh, where where people get together and make zongzi. That's pretty cool. It reminds me kind of like kimchi in Korea because, mm-hmm. you know, it's like a huge thing. They have a day off for it. The family makes kimchi together. So this, this idea of making zongzi. I tried zongzi when I was a tourist in Taiwan. Mm-hmm. The first time I came to Taiwan, I was actually a tourist. I was here for seven days. And I, I remembered zongzi. That was like one of the foods I actually really remembered liking. Mm-hmm. So when I came back to Taiwan, I was like, ooh, I got to try that. Of course, I didn't know it was called zongzi. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I need that rice that's wrapped up in the grass the stuff. The glutinous <laughs> rice. <laughs> but, and, you know, 
Zongzi is also a very, very convenient thing for your lunch. When I was in Canada,、uh, my grandma visited us, and she was making、um, some zongzi. So then, in the next month, I've been bringing zongzi to school for lunch. It's very convenient.、Um, and、um, in in Taiwanese schools, we have that、uh, rice cooker. You can just put them, steam them, and it's very convenient for a meal. And it's very, it's very, it makes you very full. Yeah, and actually, I should say、um, the English name of zongzi is sticky rice dumpling.、Mm-hmm. I don't really like this name because it's I don't know, it's just not very exciting. It literally just describes what it is. It's gonna give you like a stomach ache with、yeah. sticky rice. <laughs> <laughs> But it has sticky rice. It has it's wrapped in bamboo, and you find different stuff inside, right? Meat,、uh, sweet potato. What else is in there? Shrimp. I don't know if I've had one with shrimp in it. Well, actually, not like a big shrimp, but like tiny shrimps. Oh, What do you、okay. call them? Is there a word for it? Shrimp. I think you know. Actually, my Australian friend. Dried shrimps. My Australian friend always gets angry at me for this because Americans call all shrimp big and small shrimp, <laughs> but actually the big ones are truly called prawns,、uh-huh. and the small ones are called shrimp.、Uh-huh. But in my brain, they're all shrimp. <laughs> well, the tiny ones in Taiwan that we put in the in 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 rice dumplings are called xiaomi. Xiaomi, say it. Xiaomi. Xiaomi. So xia is shrimp and mi、mm-hmm. is like rice. Okay, so that means the shrimp are the size of rice grains. So we call them that xiaomi.、Um, my favorite、um, ingredient in a zongzi is probably the duck egg yolks. What about you? Oh yeah, that's so good actually. You know, now that you said that, you're making me want to eat this. So <laughs> I probably want to agree with you and say that the egg yolk is probably my favorite too. Mm-hmm. Egg yolk's so good, and I also like I somehow I really really like the the peanuts in in the zongzi because there are different types of peanuts that you can get in Taiwan. You can get the hard ones like the roasted ones, but I really like the cooked ones or the steamed ones because the peanuts are really soft. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm a huge peanut butter fiend. I, I can literally just eat peanut butter from the jar. <laughs> and one time, disgustingly, I'm not going to lie to you, I ate one whole jar of peanut butter in one sitting. Oh, that's a lot of calories. <laughs> I think I was drinking and I was watching a movie and I just kept eating the peanut butter. And eventually, I looked down and all the peanut butter was gone. And I was like, "Oh my god, did、Damn. I really just eat a whole jar of peanut that's butter?" That's a lot of calories, honey. <laughs> that probably、that's、took、so、a、bad. year off my life. <laughs> <laughs> that's so bad. But yeah, I really like the duck egg yolks and、um, the the boiled peanuts in there. But you know, there are actually two different types. Well, not types, but、um, rice dumplings. The way they make it from the north side of Taiwan and the south side of Taiwan is different. Yeah, and you know, you might have to explain this to me more because I've I've actually eaten zongzi in both places, but、mm. I'm not really sure what the difference is. Well, they basically call it the Beibu Zong and Nanbu Zong. It's like the northern style and the southern style. So the nor the northern style,、uh, they usually steam it, but the southern style, they cook it in boiling water. Okay, so、uh, for me, it made the rice a little bit stickier. So for me, I kind of like that hybrid version of all the filling. From the south, and then, but I like to cook the rice、uh, by steaming it instead of boiling it because it gets stickier because water goes in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the northern version is more chewy,、mm-hmm. and the southern version would be more soft or mushy.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I really, I, I prefer the rice, the texture of the rice from the from the north. But I really like the filling and the taste 
from from the cell. Ah, uh, okay. I'm gonna have to like retry both of them to mm-hmm. give you my opinion, but as of now, I'm not really sure. But I want to ask you about one more thing because I yeah. just find this so funny. Um, what is this about balancing an egg on? Um, Dragon Ball, oh, Dragon Ball Festival. Oh, balancing that egg. Okay. Now, balancing the egg usually happens on uh, noon of Dragon Boat Festival when the clock strikes 12. They say that Yang Qi is uh, the most heaviest at that time. So Yang Qi is like yin and yang. And you can actually balance your egg. Or, and you know, scientists say that if you find a surface that has more fi- friction, like a concrete floor or something, it'll be easier for you to balance that egg. You just have to kind of rock it back and forth. And then if you're patient enough, you can actually make it make it stand. But it never happened to me before. Yeah, I don't feel like that's really my activity either. I don't think I would be very good at this game. <laughs> have I tried that? Yes, I have. Uh, what happened? Well, I got angry, so I broke the egg. So what happens if you make it balance? Is there like a Well, it means that or? you're you're going to have good luck throughout the rest of the year. Oh, okay. So there's a benefit to doing it. Maybe that's the reason why I don't have good luck. Get to balancing no, your eggs okay, on the weekends. Okay, I'm going to do that. Balancing that egg this, this Dragon Boat okay. Festival. How about you? Um, I probably won't. I'm just going to count on good luck just um, somehow happening. <laughs> I create my own luck. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, maybe I'll try balancing that egg because, uh, you know, I've never done that before. And recently I've been looking at a lot of the holidays um, or the traditional festivals in Taiwan. And I actually want to celebrate them properly because I feel like sometimes traditions and customs were losing them. Yeah, you know, actually, I got... I forgot to mention this, but um, it's really frustrating when I teach the Chinese holidays when I was a teacher mm-hmm. because the kids just don't seem to be interested in them. Mm-hmm. Kids and teenagers are just like, eh, I don't know, just holiday, just stay off school. Yeah. It seems like they don't really have a connection to the culture behind the holiday. Right now, they're just happy that, hey, yay, we're getting holidays. But I think it's very important that we remember what happens or what happened in the past and what happened in history that we have these holidays. And uh, I'm just going to make one example. Take Chinese New Year, for example. Uh, When I was a kid, it it felt really, really... I I was really, really happy every Chinese New Year. And we got families gathering and we get your home bows and stuff. And it just feels more like it's Chinese New Year. But now... I don't feel like it anymore. And people don't really go to the Jie, where you can actually shop for your uh, Chinese New Year stuff, your 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 treats, your snacks. People kind of just order online. So I, I, I'm not really feeling that happy, happy time of <laughs> Chinese New Year anymore. So um, this is what I feel like the reason why we need to just pay attention to um, the different festivals that we have right now. Yeah, I would say even, I mean, all festivals have kind of like a religious or historical reason for existing. Mm -hmm. You don't necessarily need to practice it in any way. Mm -hmm. Um, Of course, I understand if you study all day, you just want to have the day off. But Mm -hmm. um, like in the West, like, you know, Christmas, I still celebrate even though I'm not Christian. Mm -hmm. Thanksgiving, I can't wait to eat all the food, Mm -hmm. you know. I mean, I think it's really important that you do something for the holiday itself Mm -hmm. um, to keep your own culture preserved. Yeah. Uh, This is something that I'm reflecting on myself because I've been um, watching a lot of American stuff, Canadian stuff, and been more like a, well, the ABC thing, more like a Westerner instead of like an Asian. But I feel like right now I really got to find a balance between the two and kind of just recognize and acknowledge my own culture. 
yeah, that's actually something that could be scary. Like, what mm-hmm. if, like, eventually Taiwan liked Christmas and Thanksgiving and those holidays more than they like the original holidays. Yeah, well, Christmas definitely gets me excited. And ever since I started working, uh, because I used to work in a restaurant, and during every Chinese New Year, I have to go to work. So it's been a while since I celebrated, um, like, a, a legit Chinese New Year. But I'm, I'm, I'm really happy that this year I get to invite Yukiko, our Japanese friend, to my place to celebrate Chinese New Year. And you can do that if you're still here next year. <laughs> we'll see how that goes around mm-hmm. that time. All right, guys. Well, I think that's pretty much going to do it for today. Um, let us know how you're celebrating Dragon Boat Festival or if you celebrate Dragon Boat Festival. Mm-hmm. Um, I will try my best. It's actually a very interesting holiday to me. So I'm glad we got to do an episode on it. Yep. If you're broke, just go to B-Ton. <laughs> go to B-Ton. And just wait for our next episode on broke holidays. All right. That's all the time we have for today. Later, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to Ride the Vibes. We're glad you enjoyed the episode. We want to take our show around the world to reach new listeners. It would be totally awesome if you would like, share, and subscribe. You can now find us on all your favorite podcasting platforms. Wherever you are, we'll be there waiting. We're also now on Instagram. Find us at RTVibesVT. And definitely get in contact with us if there's anything you want us to talk about in the future. See you next time. And once again, thanks for listening.